I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, everybody? This is Faraz. I'm here with Zach. We're ready to go over everything that we were supposed to go over for week yeah. 11. Last night, last night got me on tilt a little bit. It has a lot of people on tilt, specifically Kadarius Tony, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I <laughs> yeah. uh, hope everyone's doing well on this Monday morning. Uh, we, had, we had some good games yesterday. Um, you know, not as many waiver wire options that we had like we had the week before uh one yeah. of those waiver wire, waiver wire options didn't work out so well one of them worked out really well with christian yeah. watson on thursday night um and we talked about that on friday but uh let, let's let's get into it zach you know hope all is good with you i see you wearing your cowboys jersey how you feeling this morning oh i'm feeling so much better uh the Packers game doesn't even exist anymore in my mind. It's gone. You know, we, we, we got a big win in Minnesota. I'm happy. That, that enough said. You know, Tony Pollard, he's looking good. They better keep using him, dude. I know, I know Zeke was coming back from the injury. You know, they, he's supposedly on a snap count. He's still got two touchdowns, but they better keep using Tony Pollard the way you're using him because the offense is just so much better. <laughs> yeah, man. It really is, dude. And, you know, honestly, you know, just seeing what he could do, you know, and it wasn't even just the big plays, right? Like he had the big plays, but like you just give it to him, you know, and he just the way he cuts the corner just to get like a simple like eight yards, nine yards for a first down. It's like nothing for him. Yeah, He's like he's just su- super talented, you know, and, and um, it's one of those things. You just got to get the ball in his hands. He's so fresh because he hasn't had the touches, you know, and he, he's actually a little bit older than, you know, most running backs, you know, are at that breakout age, but. You know, he, he's just fresh because they haven't used him at all. So he's got he's got fresh legs. He's definitely explosive. And now he's getting used in a receiving game suddenly. I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. I don't think we're going to see 100 yards from him every week in the receiving game. But scrimmage yards, he's looking pretty good, you know, as far as production goes. He doesn't even need that many touches. Um, he, he got a lot, obviously, last week and, and this week. But um, the, the, he's not dependent on that. He's very efficient. These Memphis running backs, man. You yeah, got to keep right. an eye on whoever's coming out of these this this program, dude. Like they're just versatile, <laughs> they're just good, man. I don't know what what kind of what what they're eating or drinking over there, but like it's it's working, it's yeah. working. Um, <laughs> before I get into today's podcast, just want to let you guys know that uh, you know one really cool way, you know, to like make your make your um, game day experience a little bit better is by playing underdog uh if you use the code upper hand they're doubling the first your first deposit up to a hundred dollars right now uh make sure you take advantage of that uh we we went like 50 50 in our picks this weekend uh but you know we're gonna be putting up some more picks for tonight 
uh, on underdog. I had a few of them, Zach. I'm sure you saw a couple of them, but I do like, yeah. I I do like Jimmy. You know, under 31 and a half passing attempts. Uh, you know, he he hasn't hit 31, 32 in uh, in a couple games now, and I kind of feel like you know, especially with Kyler not starting tonight with the 49ers defense, you know, being pretty good, I feel like he might not have to pass a whole lot. So I like the under there. Uh, I also like him to be efficient and throw two touchdowns in this game. So I got the over. Oh, I'm sorry, the higher. Uh, than 1.5 passing touchdowns yeah. for him. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk over four receptions. I kind of feel like that one's a gimme. That one feels like right? free money. I was going to say. Free, right? Like that one seems like really low. So I'm yeah. definitely – like Ayuk is probably the strongest one, in my opinion, out of out of the ones that I had. Um, Debo Samuel, you know, over 11.5 rushing yards. I feel like with his lack of usage there lately, like that's a really low number too, and he can get that on one run. Uh, he had yeah. four rushing, rushing attempts last week. And that was with Christian McCaffrey and with Elijah Mitchell healthy. So I like that. I also like Christian McCaffrey to score in this game uh, on the ground. You know, those goal line carries are going to be there. I feel like in this game with the 49ers potentially dominating, we'll see. You never know because this game is in Arizona, right? So it's not yeah. it's not at home. You never know what these games will turn out. You know, like a lot of the times you, you go into these games, you're like, you kind of know how it's going to turn out. It doesn't always work out that way. But no. I do like McCaffrey to score on the ground this game, get, get, get a couple goal line carries. And then James Conner. You know, this is a tough game for him, you know, uh, you know, on the road. I'm sorry. He's at home. However, very tough matchup against San Francisco. Doesn't have Kyler Murray. Uh, yes, they might depend on him, but the matchup might be a little bit too tough to overcome. I'm not sure how well they're going to be sustaining drives against his team. So uh, I do have him under or lower than his 71 and a half scrimmage yards that, 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 that he had up uh, that underdog has up for today. So, if you choose a bunch of these, you know, you're going to basically be multiplying your money. You can choose, you know, three picks, four picks, five picks, and you'll end up 6Xing, 10Xing, or 20Xing your money. And just use code UPPERHAND when you do download and when you do make your first deposit. So you can get that 100% match that they offer. All right? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With that being said, let's get into it, dude. Let's talk about yesterday's games. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you want me to get to, guys. We'll get to it, I promise. Okay, there's a lot of interesting things you want. I know you want me to talk 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 about Kadarius Tony right now. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't no. gonna do it. Okay, you're gonna restrain you're, yourself. No, no, not way. yet. I'm gonna restrain <laughs> myself because I have so I don't know, man. I feel some type of way about that one, but <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Um, yeah. let's talk about the Patriots. Let's start with them. Um, Damian Harris, right? If you were watching Red Zone, you saw Damian Harris like kind of rip off some chunk plays. You're like, uh oh, yeah. Uh-oh, coming out of the bye, you know, are these two, like, you know, is Damian Harris kind of making his way back into this rotation? And he is. You know, he even, you know, outperformed Ramondre on the ground. Um, and, you know, Damian Harris is looking as healthy as he can be, right? However, Ramondre Stevenson still was on the field for 78% of snaps. He still had 21 opportunities. So, you know, if you're watching Red Zone and your teammates, your, your league mates are watching Red Zone, they saw the big plays from Harris. If you need a running back... I'm sending an offer for Ramondre right now. 
right? Yeah. Because with the numbers that he had, he still looks like an RB one rest of season, you know. And I was thinking about it. I was like, it was, you know, it was in the in the back of my head, like, hmm, you know, after this bye week, I wonder, hmm, hmm. <laughs> after this <laughs> after this bye week, I wonder, you know, with Damian Harris getting help, a little healthier, you know, how much will he kind of like move this shift this rotation just a little bit? And he didn't really. It just it just so happened to get a touch on the snaps that he was on the field for. Um, so Ramondre, mm-hmm. man, looking like an RB one rest of the season. You know, after the bye, if you're not going to make any sort of change, it ain't going to happen the rest of the season. So I'm sending off for Stevenson if I can. Yeah, just look at the way that he was used and the production that he had, even in a game where this Patriots offense did nothing. I mean, absolutely zero, no touchdown score whatsoever. He still and it was a tough with, matchup. Yeah, in a tough matchup. He still put up 14.2 points. You know, he caught six passes. That receiving work is what's going to buoy him even through these bad weeks. We've seen this, you know, with Ramondre Stevenson. You might look at Damian Harris and go, oh, well, he did have 65 65 yards on eight carries. And, yes, you know, I was watching Red Zone. I know what you're talking about. It seemed like every time they cut to the Patriots game, which wasn't often, it was Damian Harris having a long run. But Ramondre Stevenson, you know, just kind of floating under the radar with his passing work, and that's what's going to make him, you know, extremely valuable and much more valuable than Damian Harris moving forward. Um, I like Ramondre Stevenson to get six targets, you know, each week more than I like Damian Harris to run for 65 yards, average eight yards a carry, 100%. So I'm not worried about Ramondre Stevenson. Like you said, the uh, opportunities, the snap share, they're all going Stevenson's way still, even with Harris doing his thing. Um, Harris might continue to be, you know, a little bit of a thorn in the side because he is a good running back. It's not that he's not a good player, but Ramondre Stevenson is just, you know, the complete package for the Patriots and they should continue to use him as such uh, heading uh, moving forward and down the stretch. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, you know, looking at another running back who got extra opportunity this week is David Montgomery. Uh, he was yeah. on the field for 80% of snaps. He got 20 touches. He totaled 121 yards. And he's a borderline RB1 play, high-end RB2 play, as long as Kula Herbert's out. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know what? Uh, Justin Fields, too, like he's hurt, right? Like he got his sho- he, he has a shoulder injury now. And we'll yeah. see – We'll see about that. You know, we haven't necessarily, you know, we, we haven't got any word on how severe it is. He might miss a game or two. We never know. But either way, you know, if it, it feels is out, I would assume they depend on Montgomery more. But at the end of the day, you kind of want Fields to play so this offense can move. Yeah. I mean, my assessment of David Montgomery moving forward, even though Justin Fields, you know, played really well, um, it's not going to de- depend entirely on whether Justin Fields is injured or not. But um, my analysis is that David Montgomery is pretty good. You know, he, he looks like he's doing what he needs to do. Um, this is kind of what we expected with Khalil Herbert being out. Tristan Abner was pretty much a non-factor. He got six carries, but he only took it for eight yards. Um, David Montgomery, he's just going to get all the work at this point. You know, that's all you have to worry about with him. I don't think his ceiling is tremendously high, um, whether that's with Justin Fields on the field or not. Um, if Justin Fields is playing, you know, there's a good chance he's taking those touch a couple of those touchdowns uh, for the Bears each week. But um, if he isn't, you know, the offense is just going to be that much worse. And Dave Montgomery, his ceiling is going to be capped anyway. But he's going to be a fantastic, you know, RB2 play for you, I think, moving forward. With low-end RB1 upside, I think, each week. And that's kind of what we saw. Um, it, it wasn't a fantastic matchup. It wasn't a bad – it wasn't like a very good matchup either against Atlanta. But uh, I think that Dave Montgomery, we can expect this type of week moving forward. 21 is right around where I think he'll settle most weeks as long as he scores a touchdown. Um, but he has a nice solid workload to lean on now that he didn't have before. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I, I 
this was an easy one to pick, right? Like, and his 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 prop this week was pretty low too. With his rushing prop, and you know we yeah. were able to smash that one pretty successfully. Uh, but yeah, man, Justin Fields. Let's hope that he's okay because you know it could be an AC sprain. It's possible that that's the case. He could miss a week or two. Uh, hopefully, that's not the case though, because we've been dependent on him. And even in this game, you know, like he didn't put up a monster game. You know, he had a little bit of a tough outing, he was but still really good. I mean, he I still put up a 23 points. Fantasy. Like, come on. Yeah. Right. And that, that seems like his floor right now. Yeah. 100%. The way he's rushing the ball. And they said this injury, it's a shoulder injury. It's his left shoulder. Right. So maybe there's a chance he plays through it. You know, he doesn't yeah, need that left that. shoulder. You could put it in a sling. We saw Baker Mayfield do that. But obviously, you know, Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield. Hopefully we don't get those results. Um, either way, regardless, though, I think this is going to limit his rushing usage. Um if he does continue to play, if he decides to play through it, um, obviously if he, if he's out, you're not going to start him, but um, if he does end up playing through it, you know, he's going to have to rely more on his arm, which, you know, isn't necessarily what we want to see. I mean, he's been able to do really well because of his rushing ability. And that's, what's really kind of elevated him. Uh, I'm not sure how much I trust just his arm. If that becomes the case, I think the design runs will go way down. We're not going to see 18 carries a game. Like he he did he had 18 carries uh, against the Falcons, I don't think we'd see that. So I would temper expectations regardless moving forward. Even if he does say he's going to play, if it's just a minor shoulder injury, um, injuries like that tend to lower to decrease the amount of rushing attempts that they'll get. I think, and we saw kind of you know we've seen quarterbacks get hurt and then they don't run as much. Hopefully, it's not the case for Justin Fields, but um, like Dak Prescott, we saw he used to run a lot more and he doesn't anymore. Um, whether that's because of the injury or not. You could say you, you can make an argument for or against that. But Justin Fields, hopefully he's good because he's been a cheat code for fantasy. And you've probably been riding him into a playoff contention uh, if you haven't. The Falcons uh, in this game, um, their backfield went from a three-man rotation to a two-man rotation between Cordell Patterson and Algier. Uh, so we're making progress here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the, these two, like they pretty much split snaps down the middle. Uh, I think both are startable. Um, you know, if this continues, obviously Patterson's ceiling gets lowered. I would, I would have assumed that Patterson would have taken a bigger lead in this backfield, but you know, Algier has looked good, you know, in his opportunities, you know, so far this year in Patterson's absence. So we could see this one to, you know, continue as is Patterson, you know, he broke the record for kick return touchdowns yeah. uh, yesterday, which is kind of cool to see. So you, you you probably got the six points from that uh, as well. So that's great. But, you know, this is a little bit something to monitor moving forward. But I think both these guys can, can be started. I would say as like, I would say Patterson is like a low-end RB2 and then Algier is a uh, high-end RB3. Yeah, I, I think they're really similar. And I don't think it's going to really be a hot hand kind of thing. You know, they're just both going to get their snaps. Um, Cordell Patterson, I think, gets, like you said, the edge by just a little bit. Uh, their upsides, they're just going to, you know, they're just going to kind of screw each other over as far as upside goes. <laughs> because uh, once Cordell Patterson, you know, gets his touches, then they're going to get Tyler Algier on the field a little bit. And Tyler Algier looks really good. And, you know, obviously he's a lot younger than Patterson. Patterson still looks good running the ball, but. It's going to be hard to keep Algier off the field. I think they're going to be, you know, primed for more of a 50-50 split, more of what we saw against the Bears this week moving forward. Um, Cal Pitts, you know, he looked like he had a bad knee injury, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we're waiting results of an MRI to see what's up. It looks like it's an MCL sprain, and that would be the that would be the, a good thing, to be honest with you, because you obviously don't want an ACL. 
It's po- it, judging by the video, a lot of people thought that it might be an ACL injury, but it, it, it's if it's an MCL, it's good news. But he could still miss time. Um, so yeah. so we'll see. Now, if Pitts does make time, make, miss time, then Drake London, you know, becomes a, a bit more viable moving for, forward. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> but know. like. You know, Pitts, Pitts has seen a ton of targets, though. Like, the target share has been huge for Pitts over the last couple of games. So, with Drake London being, like, the sole guy, like, obviously, you're going to see, like, Zacchaeus, like, catch long touchdowns out of nowhere, of course. Demir Bird, um, yeah. Demir Bird, right, exactly. But I think Drake London can be potentially pushed into maybe, maybe a top 30 wide receiver. Maybe. It could be. He could be. It just depends because this is obviously a run first offense. Um, obviously, you hate to see Kyle Pitts go down, but it makes your job a lot easier when you're choosing between tight ends now if he would miss time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With yeah. the way the tight end landscape <laughs> is, you don't have to worry about starting. But the funny thing is, you know, in this game where he went down, he was actually looking pretty good as far yeah. as production. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't too late in the game that he went down. You know, he had five targets, three catches for 43 yards. He was actually getting the ball. He was on his bit. way. It seemed like he was on his way to a big game. It seemed like he was on his way to at least a tight end one performance, which would have been awesome, you know. But um, hopefully it's nothing too I serious. I feel like that, that's, that's that line right there. It's already a tight end one performance. That's what it feels like these days. I mean, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, if caught, you know. Is, if you caught three balls for like 45 yards, I feel like that's that's already – that puts you in the top 12 – among all tight ends for, for, for any given week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were choosing like guys like Hayden Hurst, he had one catch for 21 yards and then he had one more catch after that. Like the tight end landscape is so barren. And then you have Travis Kelsey putting up three touchdowns on Sunday night. Travis Kelsey, man, like he, he, his lead, you know, amongst, among tight ends, like is unbelievable. Like the positional advantage you have, if you drafted Kelsey, like that has helped you a ton. Like yeah. that has helped you so much, uh, so that you know if you have Kelsey, like you're the biggest positional advantage of any position right now. You yeah. know, if you have Eckler, it's a nice advantage, but it's not a huge positional advantage over the next guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, same thing with Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, like not a huge positional advantage over the next guy, right? So, at, at the end of the day, like if you have Kelsey, like you are absolutely rolling. So it seems to me, like next year, in, early in drafts, like we're gonna have to prioritize. Guys like Kelsey, you know, but if there is no guy Kelsey like Kelsey, and that's you, it. you, that's you won't it. really do it. You know? Yeah, unless you're getting Kelsey. Do not draft a tight end, at least the way things are going yeah. right now. Do not draft a tight end until, you know, late rounds because you could just get the same value for a guy that's in the late rounds as you are going to get in the mid rounds. Like I made the mistake. I took Kyle Pitts in the third round this season in one of my drafts, hoping that he would be able to, you know, come through and reach that upside because he is still a unicorn. It's just really upsetting. Um, that he hasn't been able to hit that. And some of that's out of his control, just the way the offense is schemed. And, you know, Marcus Mariota, quarterback, I had a little bit more hope because Marcus Mariota did make Delaney Walker, you know, a tight end one a few years ago. So um, it's been disappointing for Kyle Pitts. This is a rough setback, you know. Obviously, he wasn't doing amazing things for you in your lineup, but this is just another blow. We don't want to see Kyle Pitts go down. Uh, Hopefully, it's nothing major, like you said. Like, if it's an MCL sprain, okay, that's fine. ACL would be... That that would maybe tank his stock a little bit, you know, moving forward. It would. It would really it would hurt his dynasty. stock by a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it would definitely hurt his stock a little bit. I would still buy. Um, I'm still buying right now. Um, if it's an MCL sprint, definitely still buy. But even ACL, I'm okay buying. But just don't I wouldn't expect a whole lot, you know, next year. Yeah. You know. Moving on to Baltimore, Demarcus Robinson ended up catching all nine of his targets for 128 yards from Lamar Jackson. You know. 
should we be paying attention to this? Because Devin Duvernay only had one target, right? Duvernay yeah. hasn't seen, seen a high target share at all, and we've gotten a good sample, decent sample size, you know, of uh, Lamar missing uh, Rashad Bateman, right? And Robinson saw 24% target share, 18% target share, and now 27% target share over the last couple of games. So they have Jacksonville next week. So maybe Robinson can be an option in deep leagues. Um, he also has a decent schedule too, like playoff schedule as well. Yeah. So if, if he pans out as like Lamar wanting to go to him, and he looked good in this game. So if Lamar wanted wants to go with him and he makes him his wide receiver one moving forward, and then you look at that playoff schedule, like he might be a little bit of an underrated ad. He could be an underrated ad. Um, I, I think it's tough to say, like, should we be paying attention to this? Yes, obviously you should. Um, with the way that the Baltimore receiving core is, you know, wiped out, they don't have a whole lot left, you know, with Rashad Bateman out and Mark Andrews was missing. No, he played, but he was playing a little bit injured. Um, he's been missing the past couple of weeks. You know, somebody has to catch a passes in Baltimore. And if it's not Rashad Bateman, I think it's just going to be, you know, back and forth. It's, I don't think, the, uh, what's the name? Demarcus Robinson is going to have this type of game week to week. Maybe. You know, like you said, in terms of his value right now, it could go up depending on whether, like you said, Lamar Jackson sticks with him. But I wouldn't count on this type of production. Certainly not, you know, nine nine catches and 128 yards each week. I think it's, you know, kind of liable to go either way. Devin well, Duvernay I mean, could turn around and if have DeMarcus a Robinson, If Demarcus Robinson scored nine for 128 every single week, he'll be the overall wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, but it's, it, but it, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, he would literally, yeah. I don't think so either. Hell no, of course not. But, but can he maintain a high target share? Right. Can he be viable? Like, can he be, oh, this would, this, if you do pick up Demarcus Robinson, you're like, can he be a viable wide receiver three for me moving forward? Right. Like, that's what it's yeah. really about. Like, if he catches nine for 128, the dude's a new Amara St. Brown, but right? we, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. So it's more about like, can he be viable? Is he fantasy relevant? Like that's that's really he what can it's about be here. viable. I think he can be viable, and that's pretty much where I put his ceiling. You know what I'm saying? I I don't think it's going to be too. His I, I'm not sure he reaches this ceiling again the rest of the season unless. Who no would you rather happen. pick up this week, Demarcus Robinson, or let's see, who who, who do we got? Matt Collins, Demarcus Robinson, or Matt Collins? This not week? Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Matt Collins got some targets yesterday, too. I think he had some like targets. targets or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Some so, you know, obviously with, you know, Hunter Renfro missing and Darren Waller missing, that might be a decision that a lot of people have to make. So I think I'm going to lean to Marcus Robinson as well, just because there's a chance that, you know, he is Lamar's wide receiver one. Yeah. I guess at this point, yeah. Maybe if you're scouring the waiver wire for, you know, the next uh, waiver wire hit, you know, it could be him. Like you said, there's not many situations out there where you have a chance to pick up a wide receiver one on a team on the waiver wire. This is a pretty barren waiver wire this week, I would say. Outside of, it's not a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, outside of Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, outside say, of Samaj P. Ryan, that's, that, that's probably it. Um, and we'll, we'll get to Samaj P. Ryan in, in a little bit. Um, yeah. So it turns out that a neutral site for Amari Cooper is just fine. Yeah. 12 targets, 8 catches, 113 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Both him and Donovan Peoples-Jones came through this week. Uh, DPJ caught 5 for 61 and a touchdown as well. Uh, but Nick Chubb, he couldn't get anything going on at you know on the ground at all. 14 carries for 19 yards. Like That might be the worst game ever by Nick Chubb. 
Like I yeah. never, I've never seen him do that before. And I'm assuming that most of that was not his fault. Um, <laughs> because he, <laughs> Nick Chubb can do no wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Amari Cooper, dude, like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you got to embrace the, we, we talked about this with Amari Cooper. You got to embrace the volatility. You know, you can't take him out of your lineup because if you do, there's going to be games like this where he's sitting on your bench. So you have to eat it when he stinks. And yeah. when he comes through, you you have to have him in your lineup because otherwise you're going to be picking the wrong weeks where he, he, he goes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't be pulling Amari Cooper in out of your lineup. That's the thing with these types of boom-bust players. You know, you hate to have them when they bust, but when they boom, you know, you're winning weeks. Um, he's the overall wide receiver 10 in terms of points scored right now. You know, obviously we've seen that production come in in bunches, and then, you know, he doesn't produce at all. But um, if you were watching the game, you know, he had a really just a massive first half. I think at the end of the first half, he had six for 91 and a touchdown, which is awesome. And he pretty much went away for the next quarter and a half. And then in that garbage time, you know, the last few minutes of the game, the Browns put together all these drives suddenly, you know, and scoring drives too. Like Amari Cooper, you know, he was catching touchdowns. He was a, a couple inches away, I think, from a two-point conversion that I saw. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, he really came through at the end for you at the end with a touchdown to kind of cap it off. He's been on a bit of a run himself too. You know, he's actually a viable receiver. Oh, yeah. But the thing about Amari Cooper, you know, the neutral site's one thing. Yeah, he had a great game on neutral site. We're not going to pay much more attention as we know that you know home away it, it's an odd trend that we're seeing with cooper but he can get better you know this is deshaun watson coming back in what two weeks now is that is that what it is so yeah jacoby Brissett is doing this with amari cooper we've seen amari cooper do his thing he can st- he, it's not like he can't play and it, it hurts me to see him play really well because dallas lost him but amari cooper you know he's a really good fantasy receiver and he was a value, I think, you know, at this point, the way where he was going in drafts coming in this season, it's looking like um, that was way too low. Amari Cooper is going to be, I, I, I think he's a wide receiver one, absolutely, in terms of fantasy. A low-end wide receiver one most weeks uh, with the upside to be, you know, a, a mid to high-end wide receiver one each week. But then also, you know, it goes the other way too. If he has a bad day, you know, he, he's, he's like a really strong boom-bust option, which is weird to think. The game logs will tell you that he's boom bust, but his overall points scored are so high. It's just like he doesn't feel like a Gabe Davis. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and you know, he has to be ranked at least probably in the top 15, you know, yes. uh, every, every single week. Um, let, me, let me just think where you had him coming into this week last week. I know you had him at wide receiver 20. <laughs> yeah, I had him at wide receiver 20. And I think we adjusted during the podcast. We like, did. Yes. Him up. Uh, because it was too low. Uh, mm-hmm. Those were my, ha- those were my, if I'm not mistaken, those are my hangover rankings. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With my wife and I, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I was reviewing the podcast, like, because I wanted to see how, you know, how things were going. So I listened to that, the beginning part of that podcast. And um, I-, I thought it was just funny. I was listening to it this morning and I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, like I really powered through that one. Cause I felt, I remember how <laughs> I was feeling that morning. Right, uh, and I, I, we did all right. We did all right. So I was yeah, happy. it was good. You know, I couldn't tell much. Of, I couldn't tell much of a difference. You know what I'm saying? That was good. It's not man. like you were slurring good. your words or anything. Like you, you were I good. was doing. Hey, man, I was powering through. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 